1: Not only will we recap the games from yesterday, we'll recap the games from the weekend. Welcome folks to a Residue Tuesday. That's right, Residue Tuesday, doing a one-hour sports talk show. We miss a lot. From the weekend that was, we didn't get to everything yesterday. That's why we invented the anomaly that now is known as Residue. Tuesday, we'll do an NFL, round them up, wrap them up, pick up some other stuff. Big news yesterday as well in tennis. A couple of NFL games, some baseball uh, wild card races that have suddenly gotten close. We'll jump off the sports page as well. David, I don't know how to put this, but me and Miss Venezuela became one last night in the Miss Universe Contest i got to get to that as well. 888-463-6748, the phone number, and, of course, the award-winning music of thetalkzone.com! Oh, yes, indeed. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Another sensational Tuesday. I mean, we have had... Here in the fine city of Chicago, a couple of weeks of just outstanding weather. I mean, it has been phenomenal, and we got another one today. Big sports news yesterday. Novak, uh, big dog likes to call him Djokovic. I say Djokovic. He says his last name is Radwanski. I say it's Radwanski. You can argue about it all you want, but yet a big U.S. Open tennis championship here to talk about an ant. To give us all the correct pronunciations in the world of sports. My good partner, Joel Rudwanski, who did finish his college career, I believe, in two terms. Is that right?
0: Uh, well, no, I, it actually took me, it took me all four. But believe it or not, I did not get my diploma until about a year later. That's a pretty good story, but people don't want <laughs> to hear that right now.
1: Your mom at, the at, uh, the, at, uh, the, the, uh, at your wedding, Banquet at your wedding ceremony. She told me, yeah, Joel completed him. after a couple cocktails. Completed his college career in two terms. I was very impressed. And then she whispered over to me and said, Carter and Reagan. <laughs> Thank you very much. 888-463-674 at Big Dog. Great to talk to you, my friend. Is it Djokovic or Djokovic? One more time, please.
0: It's, it's Djokovic, coach.
1: Okay. Thank you very much. Show's over now. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Appreciate you having on. Joel, have a great day.
0: Thanks
1: for listening, everyone. <laughs> hey, Residue Tuesday, buddy. We got to get to some uh a lot of stuff we did not get to, including the NFL round them up and wrap them up. But I mentioned to Dave in our award-winning open. um I don't know if I'm putting this the right way, but the Miss Universe contest yesterday. Oh, I missed it. Me? Why would
0: they put that up against Monday Night Football? I would actually
1: watch that chick show. Monday Night Football, I gotta tell you, is about third or fourth on my list. I was not planning on watching Miss Universe. I didn't watch much of it. I'm flipping around channels and there it is right there for you. And I'm telling you, me and Miss Venezuela, she was looking at me big There was a connection between me and Miss Venezuela. I'm not saying, I'm just saying.
0: No, no, I, I'm going to be quite honest with you, Coach, and I'm going to have to check this out. I, I literally, year in, year out, Miss Venezuela is usually in my top two Oof. or number one year in, year out, currently. Wow. Obviously, Thailand and Japan have always been very big, <laughs> you know, in my part. <laughs> and Miss Brazil, everybody knows, Miss Brazil walks out there and all the other contestants just put their head down.
1: Overrated,
0: like, overrated. Uh, but no, Venezuela, I would have to say typically, I will take a Miss Venezuela. Uh, uh, hands down, I'll yes. guarantee, coach, you're right.
2: But, the, but
1: this particular Miss Venezuela, big dog, I'm telling you, you know, sometimes things can happen over the TV screen. And I feel that I feel there was a certain connection between the two of us. And I haven't watched a Miss America or Miss Universe contest probably like in five years, maybe even longer than that. But uh, the attractiveness of the females. Uh-huh. which for a long time was going down, down, down. I mean, I, I actually found a lot of the Miss America can, you know, just too much makeup and overdone. And, yeah, yeah but, they looked fake. They didn't
0: yes, look like real human beings.
1: But I will tell you, after watching last night, um, in the words of dearly departed Detroit Piston coach Chuck Daly, awfully good.
0: You know, uh, that's good to hear, Coach. I, I go back to the natural, just drill-next-door, just knockout beauty that's, looks. I, I hate when that's. they're tar- carved out of plastic.
1: Yep. I'm with you on that. And there was more of that look yesterday, although the smiles that they incessantly put on that's a little bothersome.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't mind if they gave a little bit of like a like a pouty look every once in a while. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Give, yep. give me a little emotion up there. Let yep. me know you're a real woman. Yeah,
1: I don't even know who the winner was, David. Do we have a winner of the uh, MSU Day? David, like who the hell cares? Uh, at any rate, at any rate, no, Big Doe, no,
2: we no, got to no, no, recap. I'm not
0: ending this. I'm not ending this. Did you legitimately say that? Monday Night Football is like third or fourth on your list. Don't yes. ever find yourself a football fan again around me. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm well, not to argue with it.
1: I and, had uh, I was understand. trying to go on demand to watch my favorite show, one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. Thank you, David Olson, for recommending it. Breaking Bad, that was first. The Republican debates on CNN. Outstanding.
0: I didn't even know those were on. But I, I didn't want to hear what those guys are talking
1: about. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. The fireworks were coming. That was number two on my list. Uh I guess Monday Night Football might have been, th- but when- once I saw Miss Venezuela, it became fourth. David, who was the winner? Miss Angola. Miss Angola. Miss Angola. Wow! Upset, big dog. It upset.
0: I bet you she six one.
1: Miss An- Angola pulls off a Miss Universe. That- that's like, could we compare that to Chaminade knocking off Ralph Sampson's Virginia in college basketball?
2: No, no, no. That, would-
0: that would. They'd have to win the whole tournament, though, coach. Okay. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) not only do you, I mean, you got like, that's like, you know, a head-to-head matchup of beating like Virginia back then would be like, you know, Uh like knocking off, like, you know, like Miss England, you know, but knocking off. Wow. Knocking them all up. That's, like, that's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, please don't say
1: knocking them all up. Let's use a different term. But uh, she made the – what, you got to make the final ten, then the final five, and then they read it off all the way up to the runners-up, and then they announce the champion. So congratulations, Miss Angola, in a uh, rather shocking upset, Big Dog. I'm stunned.
0: I, 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 never would I have ever guessed Miss Angola <laughs> would be Miss
2: Universe.
0: Mm. Honestly. Uh if you, I would have been here for a half hour if you had asked. Me. <laughs> Guessing. Okay. If, if you gave me no hints whatsoever, no clue. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. That's pretty crazy.
1: All right. You got it. You know, I had a bad dream last night. I, it sort of combined the Republican National Convention and the Miss Universe contest. Very, very disturbing.
0: What did it involve? So. Well,
1: I don't want to get in the gory details, but it had something to do with Newt Gingrich, a microphone, and Miss Brazil. Not good. Not good. i got to stop watching those two things back-to-back. At least Kyle Orton didn't pop into the screen, as apparently he uh, had a rough night last night for your Denver Bronco.
0: No, no, like, uh, I've always been a Kyle Orton supporter. And I want to tell you this straight up right now. He was abysmal last night. It was, I mean, obviously the play that everyone has seen, where he just dropped the ball. Literally, he wrecks Grossman, and the ball just fell right out of his little (laughs) hand. Okay. And then uh, the horrible decisions and then inaccuracy. So he he made up for totally missing people by throwing to the wrong man. Mm-hmm. So that, it, it was that, that
1: game play. was on way too late for me. I watched a little bit of New England knocking off Miami I want to get to that too, but uh, oh, that game was way too late for me and I, I had to go to bed with dreams and Miss Venezuela. What was I know Oakland won. What was the final score?
0: It was 23 to 20. Ooh. and you know, you know what I, uh, Raiders won 2320. Wow uh, And the Raiders played really well defensively. But they look like a freaking joke with the way punching people. Come on, it's the NFL. I was disgusted watching that. I'm like, I like, I like the Raiders want to go back to being a tough guy. And when I say, hey, I want my defense to punch people in the face, I don't mean it literally, Coach. Was in, the Raiders should be embarrassed by themselves. And Kyle Oren just goes to show fantasy football experts what a bunch of like he he had a good game statistically in fantasy mm-hmm. points last night, coach. He threw for like 304 yards. Yeah. And that just cracks me up when I I can be a GM because I know fantasy. Well, obviously the, they had the wrong quarterback in yesterday. That mm-hmm. it was pretty bad. It was a it was a bad game to watch and then, ended up going all the way down to the wire. And I have a spotting of a guy that I had no idea where he went, but I finally found him. Eric Decker, remember Minnesota's receiver? Oh yeah, he's good. Year? Very good. Well, he returned a punt for a touchdown for the Broncos last night, which was one of their only touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of great catches, So That guy That's was uncoverable.
1: Think, uh, As a college receiver playing our Illinois and our Northwestern team, mm-hmm. He was uh, you just couldn't cover him. He, he always played great against my two well, favorite teams.
0: Well, guess what, Coach? He's going to end up being an uncoverable uh, NFL player. He's an excellent McCaffrey. That's mm-hmm. who he is. Seriously.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't fit the mode. He's a white speed receiver.
0: You know, well, that kid can flat out fly, and he mm-hmm. runs perfect routes. Too. And he's huge. I didn't know how big he was. I forgot how big the kid was. Well, out on an NFL field, he looks big for a wide receiver, which is, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you see a kid playing, you know, uh, you know, in the Big Ten. All of a sudden, you see him on the NFL field in the preseason. You're like, wow, I didn't, I didn't, you know, he, you see the difference. But mm-hmm. he, he's pretty big, so. speaking though,
1: speaking of uh, uh, of fantasy football, and again, I don't play it. My son is completely submerged into it, but he apparently had a battle with one of his friends. It's like you know, team versus team in this particular league, and it came down to, he's leading by, I don't know, 9, 10, 11 points. He had Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis of the New England Patriots, but his buddy had Tom Brady. So he needed Tom Brady to have a bad game. <laughs> and it turns out that, I get this right, Tom Brady, are you kidding me? 500? 521 yards and four touchdowns? Yeah,
0: I, I thought it was 517 or whatever wow. the heck it was. It was, it was definitely... uh <laughs> a fan.
1: If he's your opponent, that's like a fantasy disaster
0: nightmare. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's wow. Yeah, trust me, I'm submerged in it too, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's uh,
1: over the hill. Tom Brady's over the hill. He's peaked
0: out. Game. How about the pass to Wes Walker, the 99-yard touchdown pass? Did you see that at least? Hopefully, Only a yeah. replay. You know what, coach? I right now I'm one of the luckiest human beings in the world. This phone that I have, yeah, Verizon Wireless. Um gives you free NFL Network. And with the NFL Network, they have a deal that on all national games,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. national, so basically everything that is on Sunday night, Monday night football, Thursday night football, are live on my phone. Okay? Do you realize how cool that is? And now you know what the Red Zone channel is. Yes. Well, during Sunday afternoon when those games are on, I wouldn't be able to watch the Bears game or, or another game. But I, I have the NFL Redstone channel, which is, I watch that anyway. So legitimately there is that, as long as I have my phone, I'll be able to watch football so, all the time.
1: while you're That's giving tours of the Chicago River via your, uh, kayakwaterriders.com, folks, um, you can actually keep up on some of the NFL games.
0: I, we can watch them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Over here is the lovely architecture of Water Tower Place, no, first no, invented either, in 1960. Touchdown. Yeah, baby. Oh, sir. And if you look to your direct left, folks, that hasn't happened to you?
0: Uh, uh, yeah, it definitely has not happened to me yet. My uh, my tours are much better than this building here was erected <laughs> in 1968. No, no, I, my tours don't sound anything like that, Coach, and I'm I'm very disgusted that you would say that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I, I don't, no, we don't talk any buildings unless somebody was had jumped out of it was bludging with a bat inside of it. Or you, A deal was made to make them president inside of it. How house? do
1: you not talk buildings if you're giving an architectural tour? What are you showing them? All Chicago's top you know properties really, or
0: something? I, like I've said a million times, I give a historical tour of the ah. city of Chicago, and people love the stuff. Afterwards, they're like, I can't. I thought I was going to have to listen to another story about when this building was made. <laughs> no, no. Okay. I talk about Roger Plant. I talk uh-huh. about Mike McDonald. Coach, it's, it's it's good stuff. You, you need to come out before the season's up. Okay.
1: Waterriders.com. Two hours or one hour? One hour.
0: Why don't one you come hour. out to a ghosting gangsters tour on a Friday night with well no, well, you have like you have you have work to do. I don't know if you're gonna be able to go on a tour this summer. It's, gonna, it's, it's too bad.
1: Friday night, baby, I will be out at Homewood Flossmore High School doing the Vikings of HF rank number five, going up against the Griffin. Of Lincoln Way East, number six, battle of the two top teams in the state. Big dog, going to be a classic confrontation. I'll be there front and center. You want to join me?
0: Yeah. Well, what you need to do is get your kids out of school today. Yes. And have them go out and do a two thirty paddle with, uh, with me. Is what you need to do.
1: It's not a bad thought.
0: You yeah. Know? Why don't I you mean, Just really... pull them out? Just pull them out and get them to yeah. the uh, Montgomery Ward building by two fifteen in the afternoon.
1: Yeah. I'm serious. That is not a bad thought because it is way too beautiful, way too beautiful of a day to be, be in school. I'm very much in an anti-school mode right now. big yeah, and,
0: and, and educationally, what they'll learn about the city of Chicago will far go beyond mm-hmm. uh, anything that they'll sit, learn in yeah. class today. Yeah, and sure. you could
1: take them out afterwards. And, again, don't take this the wrong way, but, uh, you know, become one with nature, get in touch with the beauty of the outdoors. It would be much more valuable than what they're going to learn in forensics class or Spanish class.
0: Well, yeah, I hope to I hope to see a 215 coach. It's Montgomery Ward Building, 950 North Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. And don't be one of the guys saying you can't find where the building is, where our where our, where our store is, or where, where our services are, when you're walking up and down Kingsbury when you know the river's on the other side of the building. Please don't <laughs> be that guy. Okay. You have a, I can't find it. Well, we're on the river. Where is the river? Well, it's, it's not on the side of the building that has the street on it, <laughs> sir. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, please don't be that guy, coach. All right? Uh,
1: okay, I won't. I promise I won't be that guy. That's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I, I got to get an anti-education rant, but you know what? Today's not the day to do it. No,
0: but the no, more, no, please, please. Honestly, coaches might sound. You know, normally I'm the guy that says, "Hey, you know, we got so many problems in the world. Yeah. You know, some. You know, I, I just, I'm just so glad football's back. Yes. And I don't mind talking a little football unless. So yep. many problems right now.
1: Yeah, No question about it. Well, you know, we don't, we don't shy away from the problems here in the oh, two no. guys in a mic show. We jump off the sports page early and often, but, uh, thank goodness for sports to at least give us, uh, at the very least, big some brief reprieves. I don't think you're advising people to bury their heads in the football sands and not worry yeah. about world problems. But, you know, and almost in order to deal with some of the stuff out there, you do need sports just to, to keep you healthy a little bit.
0: Yeah. Like I, I couldn't wait for this, this respite, this hour. Yes, to talk uh, about the NFL. Yeah. you know the the thing that we get after the first week of football, and sometimes there's always the knee jerk reactions. Like right now, people might be thinking, "Oh, Tom Brady's going to throw for fifty five yeah. hundred yards." Nobody can beat the Patriots, and and they might be right because it is Tom Brady and it is the Patriots. And if they look good, it's probably more likely that they are great than mm-hmm. just saying the Bills went in forty one to seven in Arrowhead on the first week of the year. But you know. Uh, I take this away as a diehard Bears fan. Is it one of those just a one-game things that the Chicago Bears defensive line was that unbelievable? Mm-hmm. Or was that just a one-game thing? Because I don't think the Falcons are that bad, Coach. As a Bears fan, I'm just yeah. keeping my fingers crossed that what we saw was something that we're going to see like 11 or 12 times this year. Yeah,
1: your point, and I don't know the answer to that, obviously, but your point is extremely well taken. Don't read too much into week one we've all been anticipating the season for so much and you uh-huh. see the results of the first real game and you do tend to jump to way too many conclusions that history has proven uh, more often than not big dog will not be true at the end of 16 games
0: yeah like we talked a little bit like how bad will the colts be yesterday yeah you know are they are they going to be two and 14 and get destroyed 10 times or are they going to you know people like reggie wayne and and other pros on that team are going to like step up and say, "Hey, you know what? It hasn't all been number eighteen.
2: Mm-hmm. So seven though, and nine. That's what I got
1: him. I got him checking in at seven. Maybe even six and ten. It's going to be a, a rough season for the Indy Colts, but they won't be as bad as they look. Certainly and, uh, in game number one. And the Buffalo Bills, by the way, you mentioned them, mm-hmm. and I'm surprised by that score. But I will tell you, remember the Bears played them last year, and we were kind of laughing heading into the game. You know who's their quarterback? Ryan Fitzpatrick or Patrick Fitz Ryan? All the jokes were out there and stuff. And then after watching the game big guy I said to myself, you know what? This kid is pretty good. And I don't know where he played college uh, football, but uh, Ryan yeah, it's Fitzpatrick. The
0: League, huh? it's, in the, it's in the Ivy League and I can't remember if it's Harvard or Princeton, but he played in the in the Ivy League. It yeah. might even have been Brown, uh-huh. but it was not Columbia. Well, that's all I know.
1: It doesn't matter where he played. hes I'm not saying he's the best quarterback in the NFL, but the kid can play. He's very good. Do
0: you know, do you know what I think... Uh, this is underrated, but we always talk about it with basketball players. They have the ability to create their own shot. You know, like Michael Jordan, if you get off an open look at the
2: basket. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, qu- quarterbacks need to be able to get an open throwing lane and be able to throw without, like, getting hit by somebody or, or getting rushed and create a little time and space. And that's what he can do. He can mm-hmm. like like move around enough and and throw the ball. Which so far, like like Jay Cutler seems to imp- have improved his ability to do that, which normally doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's he's a good
1: quarterback. And an example of a quarterback who struggles in that, even though he's a good quarterback, but struggles in the part that you just uh, talked about would be the quarterback the Bears played, Matt Ryan, who he he cannot create his own shot. I like that description, by the way.
0: Yeah, like you do have to protect him. You have to get him. And he has to make the right decision. Oh, he does. and, And get the ball out. Like he has to be great pre snap figure out where everybody's at, where the blitz is going to come from, and then kind of adjust right at the snap and get rid of the ball quick.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: He's he's very accurate, strong arm. If given time, he does make good decisions. Very cerebral quarterback. He came into the league as a rookie, and he played like like a 27-year-old. So he's a heck of a quarterback despite what happened last Sunday. But my my point is, and I think you'd agree, he's not the kind who can uh, scramble around and create his own shot.
0: Yeah, and you don't have to be mobile to do what what we're what we're right. talking about
2: because mm-hmm.
0: Dan Marino wasn't mobile at all, but Dan Marino always figured out a way to be able to throw exactly the way he wanted to throw. Like I guess Brett Favre was like the greatest of all time at doing that. Obviously, creating space to make sure that he can he can fling it, you know. And I, and I don't like Brett Favre, but he him and Dan Marino, who I do not like either one of those quarterbacks personally, mm-hmm. were like the best at doing that.
1: There was a guy back when I was a youngster who was uh, maybe even better than those two. He played for the Minnesota Vikings by the name of Fran Tarkington.
0: Well, he was the greatest scrambling quarterback yeah. ever. But and not
1: he wouldn't scramble and run. He would just scramble around, buying time, buying time to pass the ball.
0: Well, Coach, he was the NFL's leading passer for yardage for maybe 20 years. He held the record for most passing yards. Think about it. That was a long time. Marino's going to held it for about 10, you know, mm-hmm. and hopefully, hopefully, Peyton Manning will be healthy and eventually break that record. So, Fran Tarkington mm-hmm. was, like, the first great it around quarterback in the history of the game.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, talk
1: a little NFL football residue Tuesday, folks. One-hour sports show didn't get to uh, a lot of the games yesterday, so we'll pick that up. Any thoughts you have out there you want to join in, love to hear from you, 888-463-6748. Again, 888 We will get into the U.S. Open and the remarkable win by uh, uh, Djokovic. Jokovic whatever the hell his name is we will definitely talk about that and a couple of baseball races so i want to get to those two college football we uh, kind of concentrated on yesterday so we probably won't get that today unless uh, caller wants to change our, our course of action 888-463-6748 bingo you ready for a quick NFL round them up and wrap them up two guys in a mic style I'm
0: ready right, coach
1: You don't sound ready I, I i feel like you're looking at pictures of miss angola right now
0: well, uh, I'm trying to, but I'm afraid I might get a
1: virus if I download it. <laughs> oh, that's a cheap shot. That's a che- okay. politically incorrect, my friend. Politically speaking, of well, politically incorrect. David Olson, are you a Chicago Tribune reader? Yes, I am. All right, uh, I you know I read the comics religiously. Not every single one of them, but about 10, 12 strips every. Doonesbury. This week, we are not showing the strip. Because it is too – it wasn't politically incorrect, but they had some word for it. Please read this in substitute the whole week. And I went on the Internet, and basically it's – got to check it out. Just go dunesbury.com. No, I, I, I know
3: what's going on with this. Um, Joe McGinnis, who's an author, he's the guy that moved in next to Sarah Palin last summer. Okay. His book's coming out in a few weeks. Ah. Okay. He sent out only like three advanced copies. Okay. One of them went to Gary Trudeau, okay. So he's putting little excerpts of the book in the column, and it like the whole gist of it is he's got he's got like a Fox reporter, Mm -hmm. like a Fox News reporter is one of the cast of characters, Mm -hmm. and he's like outing like passages of the book.
1: Yeah, today's strip, and again, I I couldn't get it in my local paper. Today's strip, Big Dog, was something to the fact that as soon as she uh, got in office, she basically fired. Almost every minority member of the previous cabinet, and it was, you know, pretty. And I could see with the tribute. I still think they should have printed it, but it was pretty, racistly critical of uh, Miss Sarah Palin. Really? Yeah. Anyhow, okay. I don't know how we get off in the politically incorrect, but
0: no, no, no. That's that's yeah. that's actually big time. I mean, that's that's. Uh, how how
1: often story. is a comic strip? Uh, what's the word? Um, not deleted, but censored. Uh, yeah,
3: and their reasoning for censoring it is: well, we don't have a copy of the book, so we can't verify anything that you're printing.
1: It's a comic strip.
3: Yeah, I, it, exactly. It. It's exactly. A so
1: yeah, and Gary Trudeau, by the way, I believe is a genius in his humor. I mean, I'm always amazed at, at him and, and the guy who does Dilbert. How much, and even some political cartoons, Big Dog. As we get sidetracked again how much they can say, the depth of their statements in sometimes one picture and at most three or four.
0: You know, uh, I I really haven't read comics in forever. But you're, you're right about the, when, when you do read them, the ones that really hit, yes. hit it, like, on the head. Yep. Like, I always try to read all the New Yorker comics books, mm-hmm. and I have no idea who writes any of them, mm-hmm. which is funny. So, like, I have read Doonesbury, and I whenever I, every time I hear, oh, that's right, Gary Trudeau writes it, but it's, like, not one of those things where, I have followed it. Like, I don't know who writes every individual one and all that
1: stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. At any rate, let's get back. off political correctness and Miss Angola, Miss Venezuela. Very, very distracting. An attempt. Attempt to stay on track as we do the NFL. Round them up and wrap them up. Big dog first game of the dock of the Baltimore Ravens. 35, Pittsburgh 7. Haven't talked about this one. Joe Flacco with three touchdowns. And uh, Ray Rice, the running back for the Ravens, was outstanding. Steelers look brutal.
0: Was absolutely brutal, coach, and their offensive line played horrible. I mean, they were bad all the way around. They were, like, blown absolutely off the field. That's why you gotta, like, right now, people would be saying, oh, the Steelers are even gonna make the playoffs. You know, are the the Ravens the Super Bowl favorite? I mean, that's how bad it looked. You know, one of those knee jerk reactions game when that was horrible. The Steelers, Mm -hmm. they got the Seahawks at home next week. Seahawks are in trouble, coach. (laughs) <laughs> the out- them awful trouble.
1: Well, they're in trouble on a couple of fronts. One, for the cerebral things that you are would probably say. And two, they're in trouble because I picked them to be the surprise team of the NFL this year like I picked Purdue to be the surprise college team. So, boy, are they in trouble.
0: Now, is Tavares Jackson or Charlie Whitehurst their quarterback?
1: I'm hoping it's Tavares because uh, I picked Tavares to be the NFL top five MVP this
0: year. Are you doing that just because you roll the dice? Because obviously yeah. you haven't watched him play since he's...
1: I always thought there was uh, a little bit of potential. I always thought it was like the the caterpillar that was just beginning to open up, and at some point a beautiful butterfly was going to pop out of that baby. I thought maybe this year, out of the tutelage of academic uh, emphasis Pete Carroll, that he would uh, achieve that.
0: Well, you didn't think Brad Childress was cutting it for him? You're talking about a guy that had Adrian no. Peterson and all that talent outside, and he never really did anything in Minnesota. So Wrapped I, I up, could... but
1: but too tight. Wrapped up. You need a coach like Petey Carroll that can let you go and a little more positive, a little more fun. i always thought Tavares Jackson had potential.
0: Well, yeah, they had no running game in Seattle to help them out, but they do mm-hmm. have a little bit better weapon. So we'll see, but I don't think so, Coach. They look bad uh, against the uh... – against the 49ers yeah, the san
1: francisco more. won that game 33 to 17 ted ginn jr and we should mention jimmy harbo winning his first nfl game big dog very impressive ted ginn jr correct me if i'm wrong punt return and a kickoff return for a touchdown on that game in
0: 59 seconds he returns Ooh. a kick for a touchdown and then the defense goes three and out 59 seconds later well actually, about 40 seconds later they're punting and and uh, 59 seconds after he scored the touchdown, he's scoring a punt wow. return touchdown. That's one of those great feats in sports, Coach. That that's up there. Think of it. You know, it takes a lot out of you physically to return a hundred yard kickoff return in the NFL when you're breaking tackles, uh, trying to elude people, and you got the adrenaline rush mm-hmm. of returning a kick. I don't think people realize how much energy you expend when that adrenaline rush goes through your body. Okay, and then mm-hmm. you have to realize that about. Three minutes later, in real time, you're returning a punt, which he fumbled, and then picked back up and returned for a touchdown. Coach. So Tevin Junior, that's what I thought yeah. with, after, there's so many quarterbacks that went crazy this week, and I thought that was overlooked by how great it was. I think it
1: was actually. I think it death. Of, I didn't realize it was all in a one-minute period of time. Jim Harbaugh, by the way, afterwards said it was all coaching. <laughs> all coach. He's a very modest guy, but. Uh, you know, it hasn't been exactly a storied career for Ted Ginn Jr. In fact, the last time I really remember Ted Ginn Jr. was in the college national championship game when he scored a touchdown and a kickoff return for a touchdown. They're jumping up and down in the end zone in the—I uh, think it was the first kickoff of the game. Yeah, it was and it was he got injured. He got injured in the victory celebration, right?
0: It was ridiculous, coach. That was <laughs>
1: was that against that- the U?
0: That was against Florida. Florida, and and then Florida went out and absolutely put a beat down yep. on Ohio State after that. And I, I, it was such a beat then and I don't think it affected it, but it definitely was a letdown that their number one offensive player, I guess, yep. Troy Smith, obviously the highest Trophy winner, was the number one offensive player. But yeah, that was a rough day for him. But you know, he's had two games where he's just blown up in the NFL before this. He seriously, he had another game where he had. Uh, he had two 100 yard kickoff returns for touchdowns in the same game. It's the only time it's ever
2: happened.
0: Wow. And, you know, so Ted Ginn Jr. is like he's like double trouble. And he had another game with that was but other than that, he has done nothing. But you're
2: right. All right,
1: Frisco uh, knocked off Seattle. Let's move to Philadelphia. The Eagles live up to the hype in game one, 31 to 13. They knock off St. Louis. Lashawn McCoy looks like the real deal. Michael Vick was uh, good, if not great. And the St. Louis Rams got banged up, but a first good win for Andy Reid and company. Big Doug.
0: Uh, Yeah, a a good win for them because the the Rams are pretty good, but the Rams Rams got really, really banged up, Coach. A bunch of injuries for them, so hopefully that doesn't uh, derail them uh, too early. They have to go to New York and take on the Giants on Monday Night Football next week or pretty angry. And uh, the the Eagles, Michael Vick took a pounding, Coach, a pounding in this game. And, you know, afterwards he's like, oh, you know, I'm fine. I've been getting hit my whole life. Well, that's true, but if he continues to get hit like that, like when
2: they're
1: playing the Chicago Bears, he'll have no chance. None. Seriously. Yep. We'll see. He's you know he's still young, but he's not 21-year-old young. Oh, no. So the recuperation from those injuries will take a little bit longer. NFL round them up, wrap them up. Folks, you want to chime in, talk about any of the games? Phone lines wide, smacking open at 888-463-6748. Good news, bad news when you call in. Good news is we'll get you right on. No long waits. The bad news is a temporary reprieve or temporary... Uh, Painful moment, you do have to talk to our producer, David Olson, but trust me, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Joel silence speaks a thousand words. All right, I told you Detroit and Tampa Bay be one of the better games of the uh, Sunday opening season, and it was, again, if not a great game, it was awfully good. Detroit Lions down early, big dog. They come back and win the game 27-20. to 20. That's a big win for the Lion. Tampa Bay, a lot of people are picking this year. Matt Stafford, pretty good through three touchdown passes, and he walked off the field, more importantly.
0: Yeah, well, he, he limped off the field because <laughs> late in the game, he had horrible cramps. And then all of a sudden, people thought he had, like, blew his knee out or something. People in Detroit, like, the tweet blew up for, like, 30 seconds. Oh, no, our, our, we finally have a superstar quarterback, and he blows his knee out. It was just cramps because it was so hot down in Tampa Bay. That was pretty funny, Coach.
2: Interesting. It's funny that
0: you said, "Walked off the field." Because
1: Tampa Bay Tom, one of our listeners, emailing in, asked Big Dog if it was that time of month for Stafford.
0: It may have been, Coach. Well, uh, yeah, shot. he needed to he needed to get uh, hydrated. You know, uh, he's always been projected to be like the greatest quarterback of all time because he was the number one or number two high school player coming out like, going to Georgia. If you remember, Coach, and mm-hmm. back then they were like he's going to be the number one overall pick in the draft. Well, three years later, after leaving school early, he was the number one overall player. Player pick, so uh, you know, is it about time? Can he stay healthy and like have one of those crazy like five thousand yard seasons that mm-hmm. people have projected from him? That's like that's how they see this guy, how much talent he has. Yeah,
1: but- I don't know, if, I don't know if the upside, I don't know if the ceiling is quite that high, but he can definitely be a good, if not uh, you know, great NFL quarterback. We will see, but that's a big win. For the Lions to open up the season, how about the Battle of Ohio right off the bat? No way should these two teams be playing first game of the season. you got to wait for this baby a little bit. Come on, schedule maker. Cincinnati and Cleveland, back and forth. They went big dog, the Browns with a favor. Nobody talking about the Bengals except maybe laughing at him in the preseason, but who would have thunk at the Bengal Behind Cedric Benson, win the ball game over the Browns. Big win for Cincy, game one.
0: Cedric Benson played? I thought he was in prison.
1: No, he got out. He got out and he gained are, 121 yards.
0: Are you serious?
1: Yeah. Apparently, oh you know, Michael, Big, go, this keeps up going to prison. More players, more teams are going to send players to prison in the off season.
0: That's not a bad idea, seriously. You know, at least you know where they're at. Okay, you know they're working out. They're getting three squares a day. You know what I'm saying? And as long yeah. as they're trading their cigarettes, uh-huh. you know, for, like, energy drinks, you know, it, it, everything will be all good.
1: So far, it's work for Vic, work for Benson. If Plaxico has a big season this year, believe me, there's going to be uh, some facilities that will be available.
0: Plaxico played a very good ball game, by the way, Coach. He had a couple big catches, one for a touchdown that was beautiful, and, bounce. and another one, he knocked Chris Jenkins, the, 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 the first-round draft pick last year, the starting corner from out of South Florida for the, for the Cowboys, out of the game with a crunching block, totally legal, Head in front, hit him with the shoulder on sternum, flipped him, knocked him out.
2: So, uh, Two years.
0: Birth.
1: Two years in jail, 34 years old. Not a young man, and Plaxico's goes right back at it. If this continues, Big Dog, I'm going to suggest, uh, not two years, maybe 30 days behind bars for left tackle Jamarcus Webb of the Bear.
0: Well, uh, well you know
2: what, coach? Couldn't uh, hurt.
0: Ray Lewis. Ray yeah. Lewis goes to prison. For Man. about thirty days. It was like thirty days. Okay. Super Bowl MVP eleven Interesting. months later. Interesting. Or, or eight <laughs> months later.
1: We may have stumbled on something here. I think it's too early, but the uh, the returns are starting to come in. A trend might be forming.
0: Yeah. Do you think Jay Cutler were like a like a like a little spin over at twenty six in California, coach?
1: Probably not. Maybe you know they have taxi squads. Every team has like four or five guys on the taxi squad. Instead of the taxi squad, they should just have like the prison squad. Every You know, if a guy's struggling, you put him in for 30 days. Each NFL team can have like four or five guys in prison, no more than that.
0: Hey, you're a Chicago Bear, where'd you play your college ball? Oh, the State fans. Oh, you mean Penn State? No, no, I mean State
1: Penn. <laughs> <laughs> Penn State? No, State Pen. that's good. Oh, goodness. All right, let's move along here. NFL, round them up and rant. Boy, get so distracted. We're trying to get through this. Uh, it's supposed to be a two-minute segment, Big Dub, but we've gone beyond that. Uh San Diego knocks off Minnesota 24 to 17 Donovan McNabb's first pass of Minnesota Viking intercepted that was the story of the day Philip Rivers 335 yards and who the heck is fullback Mike Tolbert for the Chargers he was good oh,
0: oh god coach this guy's a little tank he's excellent and you're exactly right uh the the I love how the Chargers play football they go with three receivers a tight end and a fullback and their running threat is you have to he puts seven guys in the box or else this guy will get 5 yards every time cuz he's massive. Where all they did, do is they they run it up the middle for 3 or 4 yards. They keep everybody honest and then Rivers flings it around the field. I love their style of coach. What uh
1: what college did Michael Tolbert go And Please don't say State Penn.
0: No, no, he went to like a, like a like a Kentucky or the Western Kentucky. Okay. That's like he was okay. like right in that area. Cuz so. we
1: we had a discussion last week about the uh, when the Bears let go of I forget the guy's name, but how they, the the traditional fullback position, old school fullback, is slowly getting phased out, and in fact, at this point, is completely phased out. But maybe Tolbert is a throwback to that.
0: Michael Tolbert is is exactly the story that we were talking about because he's basically just a, a guy that protects Rivers and then like takes a handoff for like three or four yards. Michael Reese, Marcel Reese, of the Raiders. You didn't see him play. He's a real fullback coach. This guy's number forty-five. Goes all around the field, blocking people, knocking them out, catching balls out of the backfield, picks his hot blitzes up. They handle the ball on uh, on third and two, and he gets two yards. I mean, this this guy is the best fullback in the game of football right now. He's proven it again. And the crazy thing was, was a wide receiver, a big wide receiver out of college. Okay, and uh, and they liked him so much, they're like, listen, you're a good kid. You know, like we, as why don't you start eating? And they started eating. Next year comes back uh, as a fullback, and now he's the best fullback in the NFL. So you got a kid with just under wide receiver speed, and he's apps. You know, coach, blocking. You know, as a guy that loves blocking, sometimes you get to knock people out, and you love it, and you get to blind. Sometimes you have to pancake them, and sometimes you just have to get to an angle and get there before yep. they get there. And you don't even have to hit the guy. Yep. You know, if you're really truly just trying to play for the team, that kid's phenomenal, coach. Last night. The Raiders are going to leave the NFL in rushing again, and it's number 45, Marcel Reese. There is one real fullback left in the game, and that's his name. Marcel who? Marcel Reese. Uh, coach, you guys to see this guy. Block people. Bodies are flying all over the place uh-huh. last night for the Broncos. It was the Broncos, but like, legitimately, they were afraid of this guy by the end of the game.
1: As ex USC coach John McKay said way back in the day, my friend, and I'm sure you'll suck in this big deal football is not a contact sport, it's a collision sport. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I yeah. think I just got big dog excited. You're not wearing the bathrobe, are you today? No.
0: Thank I'm you. in, uh, I'm in some Kelly High School sweatshorts right
1: now. Interesting. All right. Uh, next up on the dock at the Washington Redskins and the New York Giants. Washington, 28 and the very much injured New York Giants, 14. Rex Grossman, not bad, big dog, not bad. 305 yards, couple of touchdowns. Redskins win their first game. And I'm sure Donald, uh, who's the owner of the team again? The very, oh, Donald Snyder. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Snyder. Daniel Snyder, whatever's very happy. But a big win, opening game for the Redskins.
0: Okay, and uh, Rex Grossman's a good guy. I like Rex, Rex Grossman. Okay, I'd invite him out and hang out with him. But uh, just Washington, just wait for the implosion. Just wait till it happens. So, Coach, everything's fine and roses. When he blows up, which you know is going to happen, he's mm-hmm. the most up and down, hot and cold quarterback that I have ever seen. I've never seen somebody with so many highs and lows in low him at. That yeah, but that don't does.
1: forget he's got the great guru, the uh, kid out of Eastern Illinois Panthers, the great coach Mike Shanahan, is now in his corner, Big Doug. That might add some stability to the previous unpredictability.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see, we'll see. But that, I will tell you, uh, Ryan Kerrigan out of your guys, Purdue, which made one of the plays of the weekend. Gets up, bats the ball, and because he's a left, he was playing left end, rush and he's coming in. Uh, and uh, Eli Manning doesn't throw it high enough, and actually, he should have been cut by, by a giant lineman. He jumps up in there, bats the ball, and has enough athleticism to fly around, run, catch the ball at full speed, and run it into the end zone for a touchdown in a 28-21 game. When you get defensive touchdowns in He's, one four games, it, it helps a little bit, Cody.
1: He, he is the uh, defensive end out of Purdue, any Big Ten fans, and uh, we are those big dogs. Saw this guy for two or three years. He's phenomenal, and I mean, you you get NFL defensive linemen to play seven, eight, nine years, and never get to uh, intercept a ball, recover a ball for a touchdown. His first NFL game, right? Uh-huh. He's a rookie. His yeah. first NFL game ever, and the kid scores a touchdown. Big Doug, amazing.
0: Uh, I heard on ESPN it was the first time in nine years that in the opening day a, a, a rookie had a defensive touchdown. Wow, so that's that's pretty cool. So it doesn't happen very often. So definitely mm-hmm. tip of the hat to Big Ten. MVP, Ryan
1: Kerrigan. Uh, Arizona knocked off Carolina 28-21. Uh, can't tell you how much about this game. I didn't see too much. I will tell you Cam Newton. I don't know how he played big dog, but his stats were pretty good. He threw under over 400 yards, but the Panthers did lose. Ron Rivera, by the way, brand new coach, first time head coach, loses his first
2: game. Yeah,
0: like, uh, and I'm I'm not, this is not to knock Cam Newton, but just, it's funny how like people just think one game means anything. But I heard people say, "Oh, see, it proves that he can. He's smart enough to play in the NFL level." Blah blah blah, and I'm sure he is. I'm not. I'm not debating that whatsoever. But if you watch the game plan, coach, I went through this whole thing. I was able. To, I've watched the whole game already on, on NFL Network on mm-hmm. my phone. They kept, you know, they have the five linemen, and they kept at least two other people blocking seven people at all times, protecting him, and gave him all day long, which was this real smart idea. I'm not ripping Cam Newton. I mean, these, the coaches get it you know they dropped him back on there he had three reads and he would look at his three guys and he'd have plenty of time to do it cuz he didn't have to worry about any blitzes and getting and getting lit up so a uh, coach is really understanding where a guy is at and him actually you know getting it done so uh he played pretty well coach the the the, the Panthers defense which normally is pretty good you know they're usually tough they did not look good whatsoever and uh Kevin Cobb threw for 300 and whatever yards I'm going to I want to tell you this, Coach, and I mean this, there's going to be at least two quarterbacks go for 5,000 yards this season. And it's only happened twice in the history of the game, and it's going to happen two times this season.
1: Yeah, I mean, the quarterback, again, let's be careful. You don't want to read too much into game Uh one. I kind of alluded to it yesterday when we concentrated a lot on a great Saturday of college football, the quarterback play. In college football, Big Dog is just really, really good. Every team has got a good quarterback sometimes, too. That seems to be the case in the NFL right now, where the quarterback play is uh, at a very, very high level, almost, almost, not without exception, but across the board.
0: Yeah, and and right now, it's like uh, offensive schemes are just incredible right now. There's just so many ways with the the new rules about contact and all that stuff to, to get people open. And it's, I mean, it, I just really think there's going to be. That means basically you're going to have two guys who average over 317 yards a game, and, and they have to play all 16 games. And mm-hmm. and Peyton Manning won't be one of them. If Peyton Manning was playing this year, it just seems like it, 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 Like first week, it, it's never happened before that there were five games where both quarterbacks threw for. 300 yards in the game. It's never happened in any week ever in the history of football.
1: And you had one over 400, and then you had Tom Brady last night over 500. Uh Jets knock off Dallas 27-24 Sunday night football, which I don't know if you're going to agree with me, Big Dome, but I think Sunday night football has almost become the marquee game now more than Monday night football, but it was a good game. It was the... Uh, uh, the Ryan brothers against each other. Rob Ryan, brand-new defensive coordinator for Dallas, going up against Rex Ryan, the head coach for the Jets. Good game. Jets pull it out, 50-yard field goal to win the game, right?
0: Yeah, a phenomenal game. And I don't know if the Jets pulled it out as much as Dallas laid it in Now, unbelievably, that was the first time in the history of the Dallas Cowboys that they've ever blown a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. Wow, This is amazing. History. Yeah, it's uh I, I didn't see the stat, but I do know I, I did hear there was the first one and somebody told me it was two hundred and fourteen games. But it's definitely over two hundred games that you never blow a lead like that. I so,
1: thought, are you sure that stat's correct? I thought they did like five times in five games in the Dave Campo era.
0: No, I'm sorry, Coach, that actually. They yeah. never had a lead in the Dave Campo era. <laughs> that nice, nice
1: nice repertoire. David Olson, uh what you got the ratings for Sunday night versus Monday or? it' uh, uh,
3: Sunday night's game was the highest-rated Sunday night football broadcast ever, wow. and it was the highest-rated Sunday night-slash-Monday night game in 15 years. Wow.
1: Was Huge not aware of that, Big uh Was it the matchup, the fact that the fans have been waiting, that baseball's boring, we've been waiting for a significant game, that was our first national game, or do you think Sunday night uh, football is now the new next big thing?
0: Well, you know what? Uh, There's a lot going on with this. You know, every year football becomes more and more popular, okay? And I do think it had a little bit something to do with the anniversary of 9-11 and the the, the game being played in New York. And then you also have the the Jets taking on – uh, America's team. Yeah. I mean, and Rex Ryan is is one of the biggest celebrities right now in the NFL. Seriously, people are like yeah. following football that never follows football because he's a nerve with people. Mm-hmm. And I think all that comes together. And next year, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if this season that Sunday night uh, number goes down. Honestly, that's how popular football is you right see, now. You
1: say, David, it was the highest rated. It didn't beat any Monday night game in history, did it?
3: No, 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 no. But it, it's. A bigger rating than anything Monday Night Football has had going back 15 years. Wow,
0: that is surprising. That, that is, I'm surprised about that. Uh-huh. I, that's, I can't explain that, Coach. Besides the fact of the only thing different about the game was the the 9/11 thing, and the I mean, Dallas has played New York teams before, and they've had a lot of buildup. You know, that's it's, I'm I'm shocked by that, especially mm-hmm. game one. Wouldn't it be like somewhere in November when you have like a 10-1 team taking on another 10-1 team? You'd think so. And everybody's
1: locked up inside. It was still a beautiful day. I know it was at, at night, and you know, and the
2: 9-11 thing could have worked I'm gonna against
3: give them. it. I've got to give it a correction as okay. I read deeper into the story. Okay, it is the best-rated Sunday night football game ever. Wow. Okay, and it's the highest-rated Sunday-slash-Monday-night game season opener week game. Okay. Okay. In 15 years, okay. so there have been
1: Monday night football games mm-hmm. that have had better ratings over the past 15 years. Okay, okay, still pretty impressive
3: though. Yeah, impressive. Absolutely. Um,
1: absolutely. I think well, let's wait till next Sunday night and see if it's a decent matchup. I think that'll give us an indication. But I, I, I think Sunday nights become a marquee night for NFL. Well,
3: the, the thing that the Sunday night games have over the old Monday night broadcasts is the flexible schedule going later into yep. the season. Uh-huh. You know, whereas you know, Monday Night Football, it was what it was. So you can end up having two crappy teams in there, Week 14. But every one of these games, each week, is going to matter because they'll, the be- they'll pick the best. they will pick the best games.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What What about this? I wonder if they're counting uh, phones because that's very easy to track whether or not somebody was watching mm-hmm. the game because obviously it was going on on their phone. And all of a sudden this year, you get a bunch of nerds like me. Watching Sunday night football on the train coming home from work on their phone, which, by the way, Coach, I, I can't explain how much nicer it is to be at work. And, you know, normally I'm like, oh, man, either i got to go to a bar to watch this game or I'm just to totally miss it. Where now I'm like, hey, I can just go to the train station, put the earphones on, don't have to sit in a bar, get drunk. I can actually watch this watch how, the game on my phone.
2: How
1: uh, are you able to see the, the play pretty well? Uh, oh, I've never watched exactly it.
0: It's Coach. It's excellent. Yeah. Nice so you hold it at, like, a certain level. If you can read your phone, you know, you can watch okay. a TV game. You can watch a game on it. So
1: that's, that's going to affect ratings. Where The more people start watching on the phone, David Olson, our media expert, shaking his head. But I would think, how do you, you know, are they, TV ratings are down. Well, well, of you, course they're it down. It is. More people- it is.
3: Yeah, you're exactly. That's why, that's why TV ratings are down is, you know, one of the reasons is alternate ways of watching it. The ratings I was talking about before is just over-the-air broadcast. Okay. That's uh-huh. it.
1: Now, here's that's the key. It. Here's the key, big dog. Is is phone viewing becomes more and more popular. Uh, studies, I'm sure they will have out very, very soon. Do people watch the commercials?
0: Well, that's that's the thing. Is check this out. Yeah, the commercials come on. It was it was it was the ESPN broadcast. Even though I'm watching it on NFL Mobile, it was the ESPN broadcast. The commercials came on. You know, I mean, honestly, what I would do is I would I would uh, turn the phone uh, to like the like my quick off mode real mm-hmm. quick. Wait about a minute, you know, and just turn it right back on, and it will come right back on. So I'm not wasting. Batteries. So
1: down the road, that could be a problem because we all know the football players and owners. Most of the money they make is via television rights. If if uh, more and more people start viewing via the portable phone, and people, they studies show that people are not watching the commercials via that. All of a sudden, less money in the NFL. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I, I wouldn't, because most people, are, I watched a lot of them. I, you know, I don't always do it. I watch, okay. you know, sometimes I just end up watching
1: them. Well, I was saying if.
0: Yeah, but how many times, oh, when the game's on on television, people don't switch the channel when they're at home. Mm-hmm. So you might be even more likely to watch it on your phone. Because okay. I'm not well, going to go around switching channels.
3: Good point. Well, okay, well exactly, because don't forget the embedded commercials before the feed starts. Uh-huh. That you have to watch in order to watch it. They do it on all embedded video. And and most streaming videos. God, we well, do it. We do it on our stream. It's very easy to do. So, in that instance, yeah, you're gonna be able to force them to watch a commercial. Mm-hmm. And you can also, you know, oh, we're buffering the feed here, watch this commercial while we do this. Okay. It, 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 it's harder, it's harder for people watching it in that medium to not watch the
0: commercials. Yeah, that's, I'd have to agree with that. But I, I will admit, up for this NFL Network thing, I don't have any of that. It goes right to NFL Mobile, and it goes directly to the channel you're watching. So I don't get any of the other buffering or any of it. It's, but you're, everything else, you're exactly right, David. With the NFL Network, they, they've really set you up really nice. I, if this continues on next year, I don't think Verizon might have every single – Customer in the world that's a football fan. I don't. I could not imagine being a football fan and not having this company. To be quite honest with you, it's unbelievable.
1: Interesting. All right, real quick, we got to switch off the football mode. That was the NFL round them up and wrap them up. Kind of a uh, extended version. We're a little rusty at it. Normally we're a little smoother and quicker at it. But uh, you know, it's a long season, big Doug, We didn't want to peak too soon. The NFL round them up, wrap them up. Brought to you here on the Talk Zone. by
0: com, coach. If you
1: want to be a sponsor of the NFL round them up, rap, up uh, email us. We'd love to have a sponsor for that segment. Mike, two guys at AOL.com. M I C and the number 2. Mike, two guys AOL.com. Tennis and baseball. Real quick uh, Big Dog baseball for uh tennis first rather. US Open. He did it again. He did it again. US uh or uh where's he from? Australia? Boom. No. Serbia. Serbia Novak Djokovic knocked off Rafael Nadal. He wins the U.S. Open, sixty-four and two in the year, three majors out of four. The only one he didn't win, big dog, the French Open semis. He lost to Roger Federer, but uh, just an incredible finish to a phenomenal season for Mr. Novak Djokovic. Yeah,
0: it is phenomenal, coach. He went twenty-six and one in Grand Slam events wow. in a season. So that's that's the that's that's mind-boggling, Coach. Phenomenal. It's yeah. a win in three, and then basically only two losses the whole entire year. It's pretty good. Beating Rafael Nadal four times in in one year, three times yeah. in a final, six, six
1: times in a row. Yeah, it's
0: just uh, he had one heck of a season. Man,
1: oh so. man, the only ones he lost yeah, were to Federer, and then the only other loss was in a final. It says here in Cincinnati where he got injured, so he uh-huh. made it all the way to the finals. It's not like he you know lost early. Guy made it to the finals. He's going up against Andy Murray, and he had to uh, pull out because of an injury. Absolutely amazing season. He won five other ATP tournaments, which are apparently the next-level Bond, the Grand Slams, and then three tournaments beyond that. So in total, the dude wins 11 tournaments in one year, Big Doug. Sensational.
0: It is sensational, Coach. It truly is. It's one of the great seasons that I've ever heard of any athlete, actually, mm-hmm.
1: And don't forget, he almost lost his baby. Uh, he beat Nadal pretty easy, six two, six four. Lost set three, came back and won the fourth set, six one. But he was down 2-0 in sets to Roger Federer. Everybody thought, all right, he finally got his comeuppance, and he comes three straight sets in a major against Federer in the semis. So, yeah,
0: that's cool. These games like that actually add to the yes, especially considering that Federer was the one who beat him in the other Grand Slam semifinal. So it's like, oh, is Federer going to get him again and? To come back against what you can be argued as, without a doubt, one of the top three players of all time, but uh, mm-hmm. arguably the best player of all time is pretty cool.
1: Okay. We have tried to get uh, Novak Djokovic to come on tomorrow's show, Big Dill. I don't know how much success, but David Olson assures me that we will get some distant relative. I think right now it's Uncle Ernie Djokovic might be joining us on tomorrow's show around 1045. You don't want to miss him.
0: Love that Ernie. Big Ernie is how we call
1: (laughs) him. Hey, real quick, baseball. We thought there was not much going on. You know, Angels and the Rangers, they're still going at it. But while we were filling out our football pools and uh, fantasy pools and stuff, all of a sudden, on both sides of the fence, Republican and Democrat, you've all of a sudden at least got a little bit of races going on. Tampa Bay, Andrew Friedman's ball club. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays are within three games of the Red Sox. Other side of the slate, the Braves are slipping, and the Cardinals are four and a half back. So we got at least a little bit of interest, picked up.
0: Yeah, definitely some interest. And trust me, coach, I- I've noticed MLB tonight is watched every single night at my home without question. So I, I don't miss that stuff. So uh, mm-hmm. definitely races going on in. And-, and the Red Sox are panicking. You got to love Big or Big Pop, yeah. David Ortiz. I love this. It's basically, his story was yes, it's time to panic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Funny. Normally, the athletes, you know, when they're asked that question, no, you know, everything's cool in the clubhouse, we're okay. David Ortiz, hell yeah, we got a panic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was you good. Older, you know, a
2: veteran
0: you know, in that clubhouse is still pretty cool. Like, yeah. I, I, I like the characters in that clubhouse. Yeah. Justin Petroya, by the way, might be – Him and Big Pappy together on the same club is just too much. (laughs) All the stuff that those guys say. I love those
1: two. Yeah. And how about Tampa Bay? I mean, again, just absolutely. I mentioned Andrew Friedman because he's the, the boy wonder general manager who makes something out of nothing talking about the money he's allowed to spend. But, uh, it's incredible. Big though. They just wouldn't go away all season long. You thought, you know, eight, nine games back. They're still in the discussion, but not much. And here they are putting on a run, putting pressure on it. And, you know, no real super big names outside of Bautista.
0: Yeah, really, truly. Uh, uh, so, uh, well, Batista, Batista, uh, who? I'm sorry, now,
1: he, Batista's on Toronto. Who is the big name on Tampa? Evan Longoria.
0: Evan Longoria would be okay. would be the big name, and uh, and he's not but, even uh, having that great of a season. No, they, they do it with flat out starting pitching coach because Jeff Nieman has been pitching lights out lately. Jeremy Hellickson, who basically is the the new version of Greg Maddox. I mean, I'm not calling him Greg Maddox, but that's how his style. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk. Soft tosser who doesn't walk anybody, and and uh, they've got a, a bunch of good arms. To coach on that team, and and obviously uh, the best one so far this year is big game James Shields. So that guy has been dominant. That you would be getting Cy Young a talk if it wasn't for Dustin Verlander. Justin Verlander just being unbelievable this season.
1: Help me out, mind cramp right here, David Price. Oh yeah, I forgot David Price. Yeah, on the list. And That's pretty Price good. Has- pretty good pitching set.
0: Yeah, he and he's having another solid season, David Price. He's not walking as many people mm-hmm. as he used to. He's not striking out as, as many. He's pitching the contact, and he hasn't been as dominant yet, but I think he's learned to pitch this year, and he's really – David Price is like 24, 25, mm-hmm. so, you know, he could still end up being a great dominant pitcher in this game.
1: We'll keep an eye on it. could be interesting, folks, and uh, you got five seconds on this response because we've got to wrap up the show. One tidbit today, and I think all you're going to need is five seconds. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Named their new head coach, it's Rick Adelman.
0: Oh, is this his first job in the NBA, Coach? (laughs) It's unbelievable. There's nobody out there. I mean, I
1: love Rick Adelman, but he gets hired again?
0: Why would you hire a coach if you don't even have a team anyway? We're going to pay you $3 million to do nothing, Rick Adelman. He's like, no problem. Fire me when the season
1: starts. And I like Rick Adelman, but uh, come on. There's got to be some young, energetic guy out there who deserves a shot. All right, got to wrap it up, big dog. My final comment to you, my friend, I've asked you before, and I'll say it again. If I said you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me?
0: Oh, at full speed, Coach. Yeah. All
1: right, you get a beer tomorrow? Um, I
0: certainly hope so, Coach. God willing.
1: Beautiful. We'll talk to you tomorrow. More sports and fun. We'll start peeking ahead at the weekend to come. Big Dog and a Coach signing off tomorrow at 10 o'clock, folks. Two guys at a mic. TalkZone.com. Miss Venezuela, I'm in love with you. We'll see you tomorrow at 10. Don't be late.